0: Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from TheChrisVossShow.com, dot com. The Chris Voss Show. Com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. So we're excited to announce my new book is coming out. It's called Beacons of Leadership, Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. It's going to be coming out October 5th, 2021. And I'm really excited for you to get a chance to read this book. It's filled with a multitude of my insightful stories, lessons, my life, and experiences in leadership and character. I give you some of the secrets from my CEO Entrepreneur Tool box that I use to scale my business success, innovate, and build a multitude of companies. I've been a CEO for, uh, what is it, like uh, 33, 35 years now. We talk about leadership, the importance of leadership, how to become a great leader, and how anyone can become a great leader as well. So you can pre-order the book right now wherever fine books are sold, but the best thing to do on getting a pre-order deal is to go to beaconsofleadership.com. That's beaconsofleadership.com. On there, you can find several packages you can take advantage of in ordering the book. And for the same price, what you can get it from someplace else like Amazon. You can get all sorts of extra goodies that we've taken and given away. Uh, different collectors, limited edition custom-made numbered book plates that are going to be autographed by me. There's all sorts of other goodies that you can get when you buy the book from beaconsofleadership.com. So be sure to go there, check it out, or order the book wherever fine books are sold. We had an amazing author on the show with us today. This is pretty cool. I was excited to get his book and the early press copy and uh, read it. And to order it, you can go to where refined books are sold. The book title is called Those We Throw Away Are Diamonds. A Refugee's Search for Home just came out October 12, 2021. Mondiat Dogen is going to be with us today to talk about his book and everything that went inside of it. He is a human rights activist and refugee ambassador born into a Congolese Tutsi family in the Bogwe, Bogwe tribe in North Kivo province at age 3 He was forced to leave his home village because the Rwandan genocide against the Tutsis spilled over into the Democratic Republic of Congo. Since 1996, he has lived in refugee camps. He holds a BA from the University of Rwanda and an MA in the International Education from New York University. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. Thank you. And did I get your first name right? Mm-hmm, it's very important to me that we get uh, all our names. And uh, like I said, I need to work on my French. <laughs> so here. Your, your French is really good. Well, parlez-vous français. I don't know what that means, actually. <laughs> um, so welcome, welcome to the show. Give us your plugs so people can find you on the interwebs.
1: So I'm um, everywhere on social media, mostly on my Instagram. My Instagram name is Mondia.
0: Okay. There you go. And then, so you've got the new book coming out. Congratulations on the new book. Actually, it came out October 12th. I'm just in denial that it's October. I'm still in September. So I'm just like, no, wait, this year's almost over. So what motivated you want to write this book? It seems obvious, but I'd love to hear your words on it. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris, for having me on Chris Voice
1: show. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to interact with the audience. The reason why I wrote the book was because my life and the lives of people Around me were a series of untold stories, and that's what motivated me to write a book. And also, I want to feel connected to the tens of millions of refugees searching a world for a home. And with all of those kind of reasons, I say, let me make a move and decide to write this book.
0: This is awesome. There's... A lot of people that have talked about immigration in this country and people don't realize how important America is building, founding and everything that America does is mm-hmm. its melting pot concept where anyone can come here and be successful. And that that's the dream. That's the vision of, of America. And, mm-hmm. and you know, people are willing to give up their lives to have the chance to come here. And that really speaks to it. But also because we have other countries like China that are they have a much larger population than us and they're not really interested in freedom and they're going to beat us on the world stage one of these days because they are a a much bigger marketplace like we used to be. And they certainly are keeping us up with us technology-wise, technology, technology wise. so I just want to lay that foundation for people who are out there who might be naysayers of immigration, because some of our best people, Steve Jobs and other people, have been immigrants to this country. The CEO of Google grew up on a dirt floor in India, so this is the beauty of the American dream, the American vision. So welcome, and give, give us an overall, well, tell us what motivated you want to write the book and or an overall arcing thing on the book and how, how uh, what's inside.
1: So my book talks about the. It talks about my memories back in the Congo. I was born in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, one of the most beautiful places on the planet. It's green everywhere, beautiful rivers, lakes. It was amazing. But my life in the Congo, I, that beautiful life, uh, didn't last so long. In 1995 the genocide against the Tutsi in Rwanda. Rwanda is a neighboring country of my country, Congo, so spilled over into Congo. And Congolese Tutsis started targeting Congolese Hutus and Rwandan Hutus. They started targeting and killing and killed the Congolese Tutsis. So that's uh, the time with my family and everybody, particularly Congolese Tutsis, they fled Congo to Rwanda. So my book talks about those memories back in my country, Congo, before I fled and also the experience of living in refugee camp for most of my entire life and also a great opportunity I was given to come to America and how that impacted not only me but everybody and the people and yeah. the people I left back in refugee camp
0: one of the labels I really hate being thrown around with people is they call people immigrants when they really should just call them human beings. We're all human beings. I mean, you know, a mother or a father wants the best for their child and whether they want to come to this country or whatever they're trying to do, they're trying to do what every mother and child or father, mother, child are, are doing, trying to give the best life to their kids. And so you know, when people fault people or look at them as numbers or, as as not, people. I think that's where we really fail. To give some background to this, the if anyone saw the movie Hotel Rwanda, that was uh, a fictionalized story. But uh, not a lot of it was it wasn't fictionalized. It was a true story. Some of the aspects that were fictionalized, but it, it detailed the failure of the Clinton administration and in trying to help the Rwandas out and and uh, everything that went on. Is that is that correct? No,
1: I've never watched. I never watched that movie Hotel oh, okay. Rwanda. I never watched the okay. run a movie, but I met with a lot of people run uh, the run people, the survivors of run genocide, yeah, but a lot of them criticized that movie a lot of a lot of untrue true stories in that oh movie.
0: really, yeah. yeah, yeah I think it's how Hollywood partially fictionalizes stuff so the, <laughs> the, the drama up. but technically, it was basically about how the thing came mm-hmm. about and everything. And of course, sadly, as a country, that didn't have any oil reserves there that we were interested in defending. We didn't step in and there was a real failure of the Clinton administration. So talk about the arc of your book and some of the details that you have inside of it and your journey. Let's talk about your journey. My journey from away From growing up in, in the Congo. To coming to America? How did this journey take place? I
1: think, as I said, I was born in the Congo and in 1995 I fled my place, my ancestral home. I went to Rwanda, so I ended up in refugee camp called Mudende. This Mudende refugee camp was like a transit refugee camp. We stayed there and the refugee camp was attacked twice. So the massacres happened there. Two of Two of my best friends, Alaisin and Patrick, they they got killed, and yeah. I witnessed all those mar- murdering. I saw how they were killed. My grandma, my auntie, and other friends of mine, and the people who stayed, we lived in the same tent together. And the UN and Running government evacuated us from within the refugee camp to the place where I spent most of my entire life, called the refugee camp. From nineteen ninety seven till since I came to, till twenty seventeen when I came to America for school when I came to NYU,
0: how bad did it get that drove you guys to the refugee camp? Did they come take your houses? What what, what sort of activities were going on at that time? Yeah,
1: the reason uh, my dad, as it was like a normal day like other days, my dad went to the farm to look after cows and. Uh, around 10, my dad came back home seriously bleeding, and he told us how people Hutus were targeting him and how he, they wanted to kill him. And a few minutes later, his friend, his best friend, who was also Hutu, he came and say, Sedig. He said, He Sadiq is my dad. I warn you, you have to leave this place. Otherwise, at 6 p.m., they will come and kill you. So my dad, my mom grabbed me and my young sister, Patience, and my siblings. So they took us and went to hide in the forest in the
0: village. And you guys have a home there? You have a farm? You had to abandon all of that?
1: Yeah, we had a really huge farm. My dad was a chief of a village. So we had wow. a huge mountain a mountain, a huge land whole Manhattan or New York City. We had a huge land and we had cows as people as my father was a chief of village. Over the weekend, people, regardless their ethnic group, Hutus, Hundes, they came on the danced, they would they drank, we sit around fire. We didn't have electricity, we didn't have running water, but life was amazing. Life was beautiful. I remember over the weekend sometimes because my dad had married before and he had a lot of things, he was rich at the time. I had many my siblings, my a lot of my half of siblings and half of uh, half brothers and half sisters. So our home was sometimes super busy because everybody was there dancing, singing. And it was amazing. But everything we had they disappeared there. On the blink of eye in 1905, All everything disappeared. But we wow. had a lot of things.
0: Wow. That's that's just heartbreaking. So you go, you enter the refugee camps. The massacres come; they're attacking the refugee camps. Where do you go from there?
1: So after the refugee camp, after the massacres, the UN and the Rwandan government evacuated us from that refugee camp because that refugee camp was very close. Was very close to the border of Congo. So the Hutu crossed the border and came to attack refugee camp, and after killing people. They went back to Congo, in the forest of Congo. So the government of Rwanda and the UN, they decided to evacuate us from that place, the refugee camp called Imudende, which was in the west of the country, to the north of the country, to
0: the camp called Mm Kihembe. This is amazing. Now, you entitled the book, Those We Throw Away Are Diamonds. Where does that come from? I
1: grew up, I told you, I started my education. I hold my master's from NYU. I started my education in refugee camp. So since I was very young, I grew up, I met, I encountered this kind of limitation and bias, saying he's a refugee, he's a refugee. And when I went to college, instead of having or being able to be eligible for financial aid, they said, Dagon, we are so sorry. You are not allowed for financial aid because you are refugee. So with all these limitation, I want to prove the world, to prove wrong the world that you know those we throw our diamonds. We are people like everybody. We can do everything when we are given opportunity.
0: We can unlock. There's yeah. these are human beings going through experience, mm-hmm. and and if anybody thinks that they're above the fray, that things can turn in any given country, even America. Things could, mm-hmm. you know, go mm-hmm. off the rails. You look how weird things got during coronavirus, mm-hmm. where everyone emptied shelves all of a sudden. You're one, you're one collapse away from being in trouble yourself and how we treat people is just unfortunate in this world and how we look at these sort of things. But of course, how we let monsters run around the world and do what we do in Syria. Mm. And then of course, in your areas of the country, Africa has a lot of different issues with uh, all the different turnover that they have over there. Mm. So you're, you find your way through perseverance to America. Did your family come with you? Is your family stay with you through your journey around, or did your family, what was left of your family separate, and how is that working out now?
1: The way I came to America was like a miracle for me. I, mm-hmm. uh, after I graduated from University of Rwanda in 2016, I, I tried to apply to every single nonprofit organization or these public and private sectors in Rwanda, but. It was really hard for me because I, I, I had these status of being refugee. They said, "I'm so sorry, Montia, we don't have a place here." So I decided, I said, "Okay, I was fortunate to go to school. What can I do?" So I started from I start traveling from refugee camp to another camp to collect the stories of war and rape, and many of these stories were held particularly by women. So it was, they held them for so many years. So it was like uprooting the energy for me to, I, I want to help these women to be able to share their stories because in refugee camp, nobody talks about what they've been through. So the silence itself it, it, it was like a machete again. It was like mm-hmm. a machete wound again. So for me, I said, I wanted least to find a way to share the stories of people and the people around me. So, and the UN and other people, the UN wrote my story, and one man from New York, the other side of the planet, we made, he learned what I was doing and said to God, I want to bring you to America for school. That's how mm-hmm. I came to America as international student.
0: And there's a story that's in your book, too, about how you're in Rwanda, and you go back to Congo, and that doesn't turn out very well.
1: Yeah, I went there... After we fled uh, my my village, Congo, we came to Rwanda and we lived in this kind of, in this refugee camp. Mm -hmm. And my family and everybody, especially other people, they talked about Congo. They talked about how beautiful Congo was before, how Mm -hmm. amazing Congo was, how great Congo was. And people started living in the past because before they had everything, they were rich. But when they... Came in refugee camp, everything completely changed. So they talked really great things about Congo, but they never talked about something that pushed them out of Congo. So everybody in refugee camp, especially young people like us, we leave, we say, okay, we wanna be, we wanna see the beauty of a country instead of dying from a refugee camp, let's go back to Congo. So that's how my family, my dad, my brother, and I. Found ourselves in Congo, but for me, I didn't see the Congo, the people of Congo that my parents and everybody talked about. Everything was killing when I went back to Congo, and that, so it was completely different from the Congo I used to know.
0: And you end up in prison, and the only chance they're offering you to be a child soldier—what's mm-hmm. that like? So it was not my brother, my dad. Went to his
1: village, and he got caught. He was jailed, and my brother was being able to manage to go back into refugee camp in Rwanda. I stayed there, and the only choice was either to join the rebel groups or being killed. And at that time, I was still going to school. And I say, okay, what can I do? I had a beautiful bird called the Blessings, and that mm-hmm. bird, the people, the commander, the rebel commander, came and said, oh, come to the rebel base whenever you feel or whenever you want or to picking up the food for your birds. I say, it's fine. So they built that connection. We built that connection. I built the connection with Rebels. And that's how I finally ended up there as my home. So I, even when I went to school, I went to school. And from school, I went back to the rebel base. So it was like my
0: home. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, man. And yeah. so you, did, you did finally decided you got to get out of there, I guess.
1: It was not easy to get out there because if you tried to leave that place and you got caught you, you could have been you could be killed. So and the rebel base was surrounded by a lot of different other ethnic groups who were targeting. So it was risky to take to take that risk and say let me leave this place. Because I witnessed a lot of people. I saw a lot of some of my best friends of mine who tried to escape and caught and they were executed. I saw these people so everybody was very afraid of escaping when I was there a friend of mine a friend of my dad who came all the way from Rwanda he came to rescue his son that's how also I was being able to go with them and go back to uh, to, to to meet my to with them, to meet again my family in refugee camp
0: there you go Wow, that's it's just chilling. Some of the different things that people go through that are immigrants, and sadly, there's. You think it would? You think we'd have resolved this by all these years? but It seems like we we just don't do it. What are some other things that you want to tease out from your book that you think readers would entice readers to pick it up and would interest them?
1: Chris, the reason why I wrote the book, I I think I tell people all the time whenever I go to speak at the when or at any university in America. People, what I want people to know, I think that people, tens of millions of people, searching the world for a home. At least listen to them, give them love, give them compassion, and be able, give the opportunity to these people. They, are, they fled their home for such a better life. And these people are, to, are great human beings. If we support, if we invest, if we believe in them, we can work, we can build together world where everybody feel at home and feel at ease. That's the
0: message. Most definitely. America was always a melting pot of the most brilliant uh, (laughs) ideas and people. And there's no monopoly on great ideas. Like I say, I mean, most of the world right now revolves around something that Steve Jobs did with his mobile phone and the different businesses and all the stuff that he's created out of it. And uh, his father was a Syrian. If his father hadn't been allowed to emigrate to this country, you have to wonder what might have happened and how things might have been different. And we need to recognize that as a country. America was made great because it was a melting pot. And uh, and uh, certainly we've got a dwindling population. For the first time ever, our population mm-hmm. is actually going down. And we're not going to keep up with China. China is going to take us over. And we need more smart people. We need more valuable people. And you never know where the next big idea comes from or the next Person, whether they're working in any of the given fields, whether
1: it's- I think you can also see the CEO of Chobani. He is from what, mm-hmm. Turkey. Yeah. He's also immigrant. So there are a lot of great mm-hmm. people, as you said, like CEO of Google. There are great people from uh, outside who are bringing a lot of innovation in the country. That's what makes the United States, I think. Yeah. Like-
0: and it, it, I believe, some people that were involved with the coronavirus were also immigrants. In the coronavirus vaccines, were also immigrants. I'm going from memory. So,
1: go to the hospitals, nurses, hospital doctors, men of yeah. them are also from. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We need more brilliant people. And anybody who hasn't read, I can forgive the name of the book, but it has to do with the uh billion people in America by the Vox writer, I think Matthew Iglesias. But those of you who know what I'm talking about, you can Google it. He, he created Vox. But mm-hmm. he puts a good thing forward about how really the only way we're going to be able to compete with China in the future is to open up our borders and to bring more people in this country. We actually have one of the best integration systems. For some reason, people integrate more into the American way of life. They bring their culture and their stuff but they, mm-hmm. they balance and mix with us better than they do in countries like france and mm-hmm. other countries in europe mm-hmm. where they don't mix very well and maybe it's because people appreciate the american ideal they love american stuff like mcdonald's which they probably shouldn't like mcdonald's as much it's bad for your health <laughs> but, uh,
1: chris something funny during the world cup 2006 i think everybody every every young man and you know, women in refugee camp where I grew up Gihembe, everybody was supporting the United States, and when you ask them they say yeah I'll, I'll be an American one day I'll be an American so people these a lot of people appreciate these American ideals out there, and they feel they can do everything for America I think, yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. And it's unfortunate that people like me that grow up here, we tend to take it for granted. I think there was a time in my life where I took it for granted uh, up until about nine eleven, and I went, wow, there's a world out there and what's going on? And a lot of Americans do that. They take it for granted because they've always had it. They don't think it's that big of a deal, but it really is. So I commend you on what you've done with your life and the drive and, and the chasing of goals that you've done to get here. And hopefully your journey will continue. And you can become a citizen. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. There you go. Anything you want to tease out before we go out? When it comes. When it comes up, I think it. There you go. Guys, order the book up, hand it to your friends, relatives, everybody. Really understand what's going on with the immigration and refugee system and how important it is these people come to our country and uh, get involved with what we're doing. And then of course, help us build a better country because we, we need as many great minds and help as we can at this point. We're not pumping out engineers, and new ideas like we used to. Our population is going down, which is uh, the beginning of the failure of an empire, if you really understand history empires so we need more people i know a lot of the refugees from afghanistan came here just recently and the military is integrating those folks and finding ways to do them so my friends in the military have been talking about that and that's a valiant effort as well these are human beings i see fathers and mothers when i see pictures of them crossing the borders into our country All I see are fathers and mothers who want a better life for their children and they're willing to give their life for it. And those are what our soldiers do when they go fight for the United States. So someone who's willing to give their life for this country, they should probably have a chance to get in here and uh, do something uh, great with it. Anyway, thank you for coming on the show. We certainly appreciate it spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for
1: having me, Chris. Thank you so much.
0: There you go. Give us your plugs one more time as we go out. Sorry Chris. Give me your plugs, your dot coms where people can find you on the interwebs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they can find me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. It's Montia Official.
0: There you go. Uh, guys, pick up the book. Those we throw away are diamonds, a refugee's search for home. And it's in a beautiful read. I, we, we got a copy here, a press copy and the uh, check it out. It just came out October 12th, 2021. Also go to goodreads.com for slash Chris Voss. See everything we're reading and reviewing over there. Go to. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all those different places where the kids are playing and posting. And go to YouTube.com to see the video version of this as well. YouTube.com for Chess Chris Voss. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Be good to each other and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much, So we're excited to announce my new book is coming out. It's called Beacons of Leadership. Inspiring Lessons of Success in Business and Innovation. It's gonna be coming out on October fifth, twenty twenty one. And I'm really excited for you to get a chance to read this book. It's filled with a multitude of my insightful stories, lessons, my life, and experiences in leadership and character. I give you some of the secrets from my CEO entrepreneur toolbox that I use to scale my business success, innovate, and build a multitude of companies. I've been a CEO for, uh, what is it, like uh, 33, 35 years now. We talk about leadership, the importance of leadership, how to become a great leader, and how anyone can become a great leader as well. So you can pre-order the book right now wherever fine books are sold, but the best thing to do on getting a pre-order deal is to go to beaconsofleadership.com. That's beaconsofleadership.com. On there, you can find several packages you can take advantage of in ordering the book. And for the same price of what you can get it from someplace else like Amazon, you can get also sorts of extra goodies that we've taken and given away. Uh, Different collectors, limited edition, custom-made, numbered book plates that are going to be autographed by me. There's all sorts of other goodies that you can get when you buy the book from beaconsofleadership.com. So be sure to go there, check it out, or order the book wherever fine books are sold.